For over 75 years, Moses has served this region with hustle, integrity, and caring. Our core values are what make us the number one provider of complete customer care, from sales to our service and parts departments, all the way to our body shop. I'm Reeves Kurtner, and this is In Your Business. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Automall of Huntington, online at mosesmeansmore.com, and powered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This week, we're asking for money, kidding, but we are discussing fundraising with Linda Holmes, Director of Development, Alumni Affairs at Marshall University Jones C. Edwards School of Medicine. With a wealth of experience in fundraising and community engagement, Linda brings a unique perspective on how organizations can navigate the fundraising landscape to achieve their goals. We'll explore the importance of fundraising, effective strategies, building meaningful relationships with donors, and much more. Let's get in your business. Linda, let's let's start with talk about your role, executive director of the Marshall University uh, School of Medicine uh, Alumni Association. Talk about that. What does all that entail? Let's start there. So that's just part of what I do. Um, I am actually the director of development and alumni affairs for the Marshall Joan C. Edwards School of Medicine. And one of the roles within that is to serve as the executive director of the School of Medicine Alumni Association. So um, I wear multiple hats. Right. And uh, it's exciting. Uh, if I had to encapsulate it, basically I work to develop relationships for the School of Medicine, uh, maintain relationships with our uh, graduates, and to raise uh, necessary funds to support scholarships and other activities we do at the School of Medicine. How long have you been in the fundraising world? Well, that you're going to put me on the spot and make me tell you like how many years I have been doing things like this. Let's just say I've been a wonderful employee of Marshall for 47 years. Okay. And so in every uh, distinct role I have had, right. there was a fundraising component to it. Right. Whether whenever I was the assistant athletic director and the volleyball coach, softball coach, you're trying to raise money. That's right. When I was the alumni director for the university, you were trying to raise That's money. That's right. And then um, when I uh, left the uh, alumni uh, association, the main campus, and went to the School of Medicine in 1998. So I've been doing that for them since then. Let me ask you this, and this, and this isn't on my, my seat of questions. Have you ever done non, have you done sales and never like not fundraising? So, um, I mean, fundraising is sales. It, it is. It is it sales. Is. It's it's relationship building. It is, it is sales. Yes. It is all that. But my whole career has been at Marshall University. So on the fundraising side, yeah. And so, um, no. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just curious. You know, I've probably sold cookies or something. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, not, yeah. But not like as a full time yeah. job someplace. Yeah. I just talk about people all the time. We talk about the differences between sales and fundraising, and I'm like, there's differences. But at the end of the day, you're still asking for something. And, it's, and having the relationship and all that kind of stuff. And so I think you get back to your question and that whole uh, avenue like that. Um, you have to find what your client yes. Yes. or your alum or your potential donor wants. That's right. And so my product is something at the School of Medicine. 
whether I was selling a copier or whether I was selling a car, you have to find what that person wants. And that's part of being a, a good fundraiser is finding what the person wants. Right. Just because Linda Holmes wants you to do this. That's right. That might not be your passion. Sure. So you have to develop those relationships and learn what someone wants to do well, and to be engaged with whatever you do. So what what all, you know, when it comes to fundraising on your your side of the desk, what all does that entail? So obviously it entails starting immediately with working with your incoming students. Yeah. And your that, current that, students. That ground work. The, the, yeah. that, that's where you develop a relationship early on. So they know who you are. For instance, um, one of the things that I created when I went over there was to sell their white coats and instruments. Every entering student has this wonderful ceremony where they're given a white coat and they get these instruments as a first year student. And so that is one of the things I started to do. And I reach out to all of these alums and parents parents and friends, can I say no-brainer and not be too trite? No. Because they know my daughter's coming or my friend's child is there, and I know that I am specifically giving to help that person so they know where their money goes. They want to know how it's being used. Right. So you start that early on. You start being engaged with them. Uh, they have officers of each class. You work with them. You get them involved. Um, actually, the president of each of our um, four years, we go MS1, 2, 3, sure. and 4, uh, they sit on the um, alum, School of Medicine Alumni Board of Directors okay. as a voting member. Awesome. And so uh, they, they stay engaged. They see what you're trying to do. And they become your touch point for the rest of their lives right. whenever you're reaching back out to those classes. Sure. So then we do what you would expect like any um, entity that's trying to stay in touch. You have events. You stay in touch. Um, How many events a year do you it, it Well, you know, you obviously have homecoming. Yes. We're blessed to have a skybox. And so every home game is an ability for me to have those people. That's right. Um, so you go travel. For instance, we um, were in Nashville last year. Uh, you know, we were Charlotte. We go where there's collective groups of people right. to do things. Um, one of the biggest things I do is uh, called Standing Out in Our Field. It's every August. It's the single largest scholarship fundraiser that we do for the School of Medicine, and this will be our ninth year coming up. Uh, we uh, have traditionally, not since the first year, because, you know, everything, that's your first dig, the first ditch. Yes, yes. And uh, we have put in over $100,000 every year, except for two COVID years, okay. which stalled out everybody's kind of events uh we've done wine tastings we've done you know you name it we want to do it to try to get people involved um and so uh we reach out through newsletters electronically social media uh just a little aside today when i go back to the office I will send a birthday card out to every alum that's having a birthday next week love it and i have done that for all these and years. And little things like that matter. And and I just got a, a text back from uh, one of our alums. And he goes, oh, by the way, I got your birthday card. Thanks so much. You know. Yes. Yeah. So those are those just the things because I'm building relationships. And people give 
to people. That's right. As long as you're bringing to them That's right. what is of interest to them. So, and, and, and as before we get going too far into all this, what is that money that, that you help bring to Marshall School of Medicine? What does it go to? What is it specifically funding? So the majority of the money that, uh, that I am raising goes to provide scholarships okay. for our med students. Okay. Um, we have significantly increased our uh, scholarship monies, and so it's it's exciting to see us being able to support our medical students right. because traditionally students leave with six-figure debt. Uh, we have kept that really low. Um, we were uh, put on probation a okay. number of years ago, and one of those areas was that our debt – was higher than it should be. And so we doubled down efforts. We got focused. We really um, worked hard at that. And so we've increased that. And so I'm very proud to say that we've reduced that debt and we continue to do that. Uh, So every day working to do that. The other things, whether it's helping uh, to provide um, equipment for the, the the clinical skills labs right. or things that might happen. Like okay. whenever um, a student group has an event and they need something, I help sponsor some of those things, do those kind of things. Sure. So your unrestricted money goes for many, many things. Sure. And um, most of your scholarships come in as restricted, meaning there are guidelines with it. That's right. And you do what your donor says. Right. Right. Moses Amal of Huntington has been the region's premier Cadillac dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. When, you, when you're talking about like student debt and so forth and having six-figure debt, what is it? Do you ever have issues on those conversations of, you know, when you're reaching out, Hey, I still got this much money in student debts. Call me when that number gets below this or so forth. Is that ever is that conversation ever kind of pop up like on? Where are you tapping my phone line? <laughs> right, yeah, you've heard this one before. <laughs> oh, I've heard checks in the mail. You know what? I've been out and I'm still paying. And so I had someone tell me, and I have used this example so many times. He said, and he has become a donor, by the way, yeah. and and so I'm very thankful. He said, Linda. Let me just tell you what it's like. It's like I am buying a six-figure house that I'm never going to live in yeah. while I'm buying a house that I'm going to live in. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it takes quite a while for those kind of debts to be to be repaid. So it's very, very incumbent upon the School of Medicine, our development office, to provide resources to keep that reduced. Sure. And hopefully— uh, they understand to pay for. That's right. What are some of the misconceptions about fundraising? Oh, misconceptions. That's easy. Uh, well, that's the biggest misconception. And the biggest one is um, how uh, people don't want to talk to you. Right. You know, right. Uh, they'll say, oh, yeah, they'll they'll talk to you. Well, no, they don't. <laughs> so it's there's some challenges. And, and again, the biggest misconception is, uh, I couldn't do that. Well, yeah, you can. Uh, you know, if you have something that you're passionate about, right. you believe in, and that you uh, take something to someone, it's, you have a 50% chance of a yes. That's right. 
Yeah. Or a no. If you never go, it's a hundred percent no. That's right. Because if you wait on someone to do something, yes. their interests and obligations are many faceted. Sure. So you have to you have to be there. Yes. That's that's why again when I brought up the th- this thing about sales, I'm like, this is the stuff that we say all the time. Yes, you're, they are gonna say no. If you don't ask, I mean, I promise you that. That's a hundred percent. You got that. You can yes. take that to the horse truck and get a lot of money on that bet. So, you know, like you, you mentioned events and, and, uh, outreach and so forth. What are, what are some of the other effective strategies when it comes to, to fundraising? What else is there? Um, a lot of people have passion and there's grateful patience. Um, and a grateful patient is someone that has been seen by one of our physicians that has, um, provided life-saving yeah. to them, to a loved one, uh, and that they want to do something to 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 say thank you right. and to to make a difference. Yeah. Example: uh, We have a fabulous orthopedic department. We have a lot of people that uh, need new body parts. Right. And a gentleman uh, was able to get in um, expediently. And uh, reached out and said, you know, I just want to do something for that department, for the care, not only that I got, that my wife got, and so that it can make it better. Yeah. A nice gift. Grateful patients. Got it. Yeah. And so I think one of the biggest challenges for uh, for me is... Um, having our physicians to be more engaged in the whole relationship fundraising arena. Makes sense. Is that, is that newer, you think? It's, it's not new. Okay. If you go out, schools are doing it everywhere. Okay. It's, um, it's probably new to our culture. Okay. Um, you know, you say those words and it's like, well, gosh, I don't know what they have, but, you know, or have or this or that. So um, I think it's a, a constant uh, kind of thing that you have to infuse into your dialogue with them. Yeah. And, and, you know, let me know. Yes. Let me know if there's someone. You don't have to do that. That's right. Let me know. Yeah. I, I'm glad to sure. do that for you. How has, how has fundraising changed over the last five years, ten years? I th- uh, believe if you look at all the statistics, fundraising has uh, diminished there's a lot of concern. COVID was problematic. Of course. Uh, that really was hurtful, particularly for event kind of things. It was hurtful for people not knowing, am I going to have this, 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 and this? Inflation is very detrimental, and people don't realize, you know, what my investments are going to do, how's this going to affect me going sure. forward. So there is a, that kind of a decline. Yes. And um, I think, uh, you know, it's something you just have to keep trying to overcome and you have to make people understand every gift makes a difference. That's right. And you don't think because I'm only going to give you $100 or I'm only going to give you 25 that you don't have to give me $10 million. That's right. Every gift makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, if I donate to something, I want to know what it is going to go to. I don't want to just write a blank check and just what I let me know this. People want to know. And like you said, What's their passion? Is it is it orthopedic care? Is it a student? Is it a whatever it is? Yeah. They do. They want to know, you know, what it's going to. I, I do believe most of your donors are educated donors. And again, it gets back to uh, the fact that people make decisions about right. what they're going to do, right. what they're going to give to. 
and uh, you need to be able to provide that kind of information for you. I can I can show you um, in our magazine that we're getting ready to put out. Mm-hmm. I can show you everyone that's made a gift and what it went to and how many people are on scholarships right. and. So we're transparent. That's right. It, and if I get a gift and there it comes as a restricted, I can assure you that it will be used for what it was given. Is there anything for. like fundraising wise that you did five or 10 years ago that just doesn't work now today or anything that works now that wouldn't work five or 10 years ago? Um, An event or... You know, I think uh, with anything, you have to be contemporary on what you do. Everything has a life expectancy. Yes. Um, Yeah. I don't know that there's anything that doesn't work. I just think you just put a new hubcap on it. That's right. Yeah. You know, you you don't throw the, the car out. You improve it and take it to the car wash and put a new hubcap on it. And continue to do those kind of things that have been successful, but just with another sure with another twist. Well, but- and I don't think anything truly changes. It's it's about meeting these people, knowing these people, and letting them know that they can make a difference. Yeah, when you say like meeting these people. You know, you met a, a, a 2005 graduate of Marshall um, for the first time yourself. What is that conversation like? You, you met him at um, Marshall Alumni Awards Center coming up here in, in April or whatever, right? What's that conversation like with, with you to him? You're meeting for the first time. First time. You, it's, you have a job to do and, and, and a goal. What's that conversation so, like? So that conversation would be, shame on me if I haven't met you before when you were a student, because I've been there when like you that. were a student. I got it. And so um, one of the things, I see their names. I know who they are, whether we have that face-to-face kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would be going up and going, hi, you know, I hope you remember me from when you graduated. It's been a long time, a lot of exciting things going on. Tell me about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love to get you involved and, you know, and follow up. Right. Uh, You just don't go, hey, you haven't given me any money. Where's (laughs) your, give me your billfold. Yes. Yes. You know, it's not like I'm going to mug you at the first event I see you at. Yeah. Although I'd like to. Yeah, I'm with you on that. (laughs) What are these conversations like now with just all the great things I think going on at Marshall, all the great things going on in Huntington right now, Brad Smith? Are those conversations, what have those conversations been like for the last couple of years with with President Brad Smith here? I just think everyone's energized with him. Um, Let me just back up. Uh, Many of our graduates might not have gone to Marshall. At all. Okay. You know, so they're coming from a different, whole different perspective. Yes. But I do believe the fact of the energy and the excitement that surrounds whatever's happening with Marshall is uh, something that is absorbed in and assimilated into what's happening at the School of Medicine. Yeah. And, you know, you got to look at it as it's, you know, it's, it's a graduate school. It's, That's right. It's a little bit separate. I think uh, the things like the integration that has happened to make us more of a player in the, the medical worlds. I mean, there's really no choice that's happening everywhere. It's That's right. not just exclusively here for Marshall Health Network. If you look at WVU, you look at Vandalia, you look at uh, UK Medicine, That's right. you know, it is everywhere. And it, it is 
it's you know it's like the school of fish you get gobble gobbled and you have to um you know get a footprint that's right and have to be of a service i think too um the energy that has come with our new dean who's just been here since July, David Gazal, Dr. David Gazal. He's amazing. He's um, personable. He's brilliant. He um, is engaged with our students. He's uh, very much into anything that I ask him to do to be a participatory in the relationship building, fundraising. It it is, you know, wonderful to have someone like that who is – Um, the kind of dean that represents uh, us well. Moses Auto Mall of Huntington has been the region's professional-grade GMC dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned GMCs, visit us online at mosesmeansmore.com. You mentioned you know, getting doctors involved in the fundraising portion of it. Now your dean involved. How important is that to have, you know, we were talking about athletics earlier. There's nothing better and, and fund, I think for fundraising, bring the coach with you, bring the AD with you, right. Or whatever. And, and meet the guy. That's, that's the, that's the, the exciting the part. Coup de gras it is. Of, a, of a fan or a potential donor. Sure. And I'm, so I'm, how important is that to have oh, like a absolutely. dean? Absolutely. Yeah. They, they like Linda Holmes, you know, and they expect Linda Holmes to be doing that. Yeah. But the ultimate is when the dean is there because that is the ultimate height of respect. It is. It is. And so there's no difference. Yeah. There's no difference. I, I Again, going back to the sales side of things, uh, my dad is our owner of our company and um, – it's ranking, um, it, it, ranking with rank, right? Like if somebody I'm even with a business owner and they want to meet the owner, I'll bring my dad with me. You know, like if they want to hang out with the owner, then let's do it. Whatever works. Well, I think you have to be, you know, be aware of of there is a totem pole. Yes, aligning rank is what I was trying to say. Yes, and yeah. so uh, there's there's certain expectations. Yeah. Um, anytime you can uh, take somebody that's made a significant impact on one of these uh, uh, alums, um, it's meaningful. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, I, there there's truly not much difference. We all play by those same rules. Yeah, that's right. We just have a different product. Yeah. What about social media? Oh, uh, yes. We yeah, have let's a, talk about social media. We have a wonderful uh, marketing team. Shiana Spence is our chief of uh, that marketing and does a magnificent job of getting out through social media. We do electronic newsletters. Uh, we highlight uh, everything that's going on. We try to keep people engaged through that mechanism um, so that they feel like they're a part. Is that what that's for? Is that what so, for you all, social media, is that for just keeping them enga- engaged yes, and aware of what's going on? It's not necessarily an ask type thing, but no, it's no, more, no, no, no. it's a brand. No, it's it's just, here's what's happening at your school of medicine. Yeah. You still feel t- uh, connected. Uh, you know, they, they do four years here. Many, we do have some that stay for residency, but most of our people are going to go to a whole different city That's right. for a residency. Sure. Then on to maybe potentially a fellowship. So it's easy for them to become disengaged very quickly. Yeah, you're right. Because life, you know, life of a resident is very busy. That's right. 
Yeah. They're young. They're starting families or have families or doing community things where they landed. Sure. So it's it's important to to try to find the the uh, whether it's social media, whether it's a you know snail mail, whether whatever it is to for them to at least have some connection. Sure. How, how engaged do you think? Um you know, your school of medicine graduates are uh, compared to other schools. Do you, do you, you know, do you feel like there's a, there is a good connection here? Do you wish it was better or? Well, you know, it's never as good as you want. Yeah. And you never raise as much money as you want. I just, I don't think that we're atypical of any other school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think um, it's just hard to keep people engaged with the lives they lead. It is, yeah. It is. And they're very busy. Their demands on their time yeah. are exceptional. We you, you mentioned this a second ago, and I want to kind of go back to it, with, with Mountain Health Network and now Marshall Health Network. Will any of that affect anything in this, in, in terms of your role in fundraising and all that? Um, as I am aware, yes. it will not. The School of Medicine remains a standalone school of medicine. Yeah. We're talking about the clinical side of things. Uh, when you talk about Marshall Health Network yes. now and an integration of uh, the services for medical care. So uh, right now, unless I stub my toe significantly or a guy gets smart and finally go, what the heck? Right. Uh, I feel yeah. assured that uh, my role and what we're trying to accomplish will continue right. to move forward without significant changes. How do you measure the impact of your fundraising efforts? Like you said, we always want more money, but at the end of the year, you look at what we did and, and so forth. But how do, how do you measure all this? So you look at it as how much you're able to provide in scholarship money, how much we were able to reduce our debt. Uh, obviously, um, a, a benchmark, too, is how many new endowments were we mm-hmm. able to get to to start providing more of that? So... Um, Greedy Linda is never completely happy. Right. And how long can you rest on your laurels until someone wants more? Yeah. You mentioned COVID. What were some of those challenges? Obviously, no events during COVID. What what other challenges did you have during, during so, COVID? So let me just say, uh, not being around our students, we couldn't have a graduation. Mm. So that's a time that you spend with them. That's right. Uh, we do a uh, golf classic to help raise money because I challenge every class to leave with an endowment. Okay. And we have successfully done that since I started that, and every graduating class has an endowment. That's awesome. So that's that's one of those. I'm, I'm proud to put that stake in the ground that I was able to accomplish that. And so – you. We lost that connectivity, Uh, and, you know, they, unfortunately, uh, lost the ability to bond with all their class. That's right. Do you think that's still – can you see the effects from that, from that one class even today, four years later? So we're still seeing the effect for that because it transcended two years for sure. Yeah. And what has happened – and in everybody's world, the virtual world became the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just don't have in-person things like you used to. Your meetings become virtual. And That's right. People, you know, they'll tune in, but are they tuned in? If so, I'm on a Zoom meeting, I'm doing three other things. So amen, all, brother. I, yes, it's yeah. called Zoom multitasking. It is. It is. Yeah. Turn the camera off and go forth. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, I think that was probably the kind of things that were really 
hard, and it'll be hard to overcome that. That's right. And I think moving forward, the way we educate people, whether it's undergraduate or at the School of Medicine, has changed significantly. Yeah. And so how does that loyalty get developed? Yep. I don't I sure do I, I wish I knew that because I would be out on the yeah. campaign tour making tons of money. I think again it goes back to show them what this money is doing. Show the show them what this money can do specifically find their like you said find their passion and you know focus on all all that too. And here's something too that that is this people look for excuses why not to give. Easily. People always look for excuses not to do something. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't ask me. And I'm like, hmm, that's really strange. Right. Or the one that really, I think, puts the burr under my saddle a lot is, well, when I was there, we didn't get anything. And I said, well, that, you know, that's a different time. We were working to try to improve that. That's right. Why wouldn't you want to be able to help us improve that for another student so they won't have that same problem? That's right. Yeah. So when you you asked me about struggles and and <laughs> things like yeah. that, mm-hmm. that's one of those people always finding the excuse. That's right. You're right. Talk about some 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 memorable experiences or some some real. I love the endowment story uh, of every class having a, an endowment. Any other stories like that that you're really proud of what you've accomplished in this role? Uh I was able to uh, work with Dr. Charlie McCown, and, you know, he just recently passed away, and we're very saddened by that. Uh, The uh, longest-sitting dean in the country uh, for a long, long time. To work with Joan Edwards. Um, So I had the the ability to work with her and um, know her personally. And um, Dr. McCown did a yeoman's job for that, and, and we significantly... Uh, received a huge endowment from that. So I feel like that kind of interaction. Um, uh, is, is this the Joan C. Edwards School of Medicine endowment? Uh, that's part of that. Yes, it is. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, she and her husband had an endowment. So we had um, an endowment that we give scholarships from. And now there is an Edwards charitable that we give many scholarships mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. But the thing that, um, and this you'll find this um, part of the reason I find this significant. She said at my office, and she said, Linda, I want you to be in charge and help plan my funeral service. Wow. So I feel like that she knew that I was capable of doing things. She had a trust um, in me to be able to, to, That's right. to, yeah. to do things like that. Wow. And, you know, we call it manna from heaven. And sometimes these things just fall in your lap. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't talk to you, don't do anything, and all of a sudden you get this letter that they've left a significant amount of money for you in their in their estates. Yeah. And we've had some of those happen, and I've had a couple recently to share with me that we that they've left a million dollars in their mm-hmm. will for, for the School of Medicine and how meaningful and, um, you know, so those kind of things. One other thing that I did that I was mm-hmm. very, I wanted to do, Cindy Warren has admitted every class to the School of Medicine. Okay. She's one of the most revered people still at the School of Medicine. 
And so um, I wanted to have something lasting for her, and I was able to do a significant fundraiser. And there's a conference room that was in her name. So I find those kind of things of to be exceptionally rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. What what advice would you give to two people fundraising? What, whether whether it's fundraising for a 5K or or a, a school of medicine, what advice? If you be passionate about what you're asking. And you are. To give. I am. I care about the Marshall. I'm an undergraduate graduate of Mm -hmm. a longtime employee. I'm passionate about that. Yeah. And and so it's easy to to do that. Be passionate. Uh, Be sure that you are asking the right people to help you. And whenever you do something, do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing, what your love of Marshall, your personal passion, what, 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 else motivates you in this job in this role i just think it's personal pride reeves i think you that if i tell you i'm going to do something you can take that to the bank and i'm going to do that sure and i feel like uh, marshall's been good to me yeah and i want to be better than they've been to me and so that's just sort of how i've done what i've done love it and that's our episode Thanks for listening, and thanks for Linda Holmes for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and even leave us a five-star review. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington. Online at MosesMeansMore.com. Empowered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This is Jason Moses, Executive Manager of Moses Auto Mall of Huntington, where Moses means more. Thanks for listening to In Your Business.